This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, Season 2, Episode 32, Cubs Meltdown in Miami. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. And to follow us on all the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook. Of course, you can email us, fly the W670gmail.com. Segment one, Crowley, the Cubs-Marlins recap, and unfortunately, no flying the W down in Miami. You know, I, I said it when we recorded last week. I hate when they play down there. I just always have a bad feeling about it. It just, I don't know why, and, and there is no, I, I have, I looked at the numbers, and it's not like they are horrible in that ballpark. I don't know why I just hate it. I just do, and I didn't like it going into it, and I like it even less after this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you, you couldn't like it coming out. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, game one saw Marcus Stroman versus Jesus Lusardo, and we talked about this. We knew it was going to be a good pitching matchup, and it was. Uh, the Cubs lost this one 3-2. to two. Some key takeaways from this one. Good pitchers duel like we expected. Stroman went 6.1 innings. He gave up six hits, two runs, two walks, and three strikeouts. Lusardo went the exact same distance, 6.1 innings. He gave up five hits, two earned runs, two walks, but had six strikeouts. So that's the big difference between Lusardo that's it, right? and and It's the case. Right, it's the case. Six Ks versus three. Every time the Cubs gave Stroh the lead, a walk led to the equalizing run. So Nelson Velasquez back. We'll talk about that more a little bit later. But he homers in the third, uh, you know. And that's all good. But then at the bottom of the third, Stroh walks the first guy he faces, Jesus Sanchez. And this was just the formula for the Marlins all weekend. Get on base with a hit or a walk. And then Sanchez steals second, so they would steal. And then they would they would kind of reach on a – then they would score on a single, which is exactly what happened here. So Stroh walks Jesus Sanchez. He steals second, reaches third uh, on a single by Nick Fortes and ties it up on a John Purdy double play. Top of the seventh, Cody Bellinger triples with one out, scores on a single by Eric Hosmer for a 2-1 Cubs lead. Then again in the bottom, instead of a leadoff walk, it was a one-out walk to Luis Arenz, who reached third on an Avi Sale Garcia single and scores on a Gene Segura single to tie the game. So, you know, the walks came to hurt Stroh, and they didn't when it comes to Lusardo because the strikeout was able to help him out, you know? Yeah, you know, listen – it's not just the Cubs, it's anybody. Walks will absolutely kill you. Untimely walks will kill you. When you have low-scoring games, like all of these, basically, the, the, the majority of these games were low-scoring, you can't give free passes, and, and the Cubs are going to pay for this the entire weekend. Yep, and the other thing I wanted to kind of really point out here is bullpens. When you talk about the Cubs' bullpen versus the Marlins' bullpen, 
You know, we talked to Alex Kritchik of the uh, Fish Stripes podcast, and he talked so highly of the bullpen they had of Dylan Floro and A.J. Puck. So when you got a setup man like Dylan Floro in the eighth and you got A.J. Puck in the ninth, you know, you feel comfortable if you're in these close games. And A.J. Puck has been awesome as Miami's closer. He's been in 10 games, 11 innings pitch. He has three wins. He's four and four save opportunities. So that's five of five after today. He's given up one earned run, one home run, 0.82 ERA, 12 Ks, and two walks. The Cubs, they don't have an established closer. Fulmer, Hughes, and Assad have all blown saves. This time on Friday night, game one, Michael Rucker was given the ball in the ninth. And you know what? He had a, he's been really good up to this point. But some guys are not cut up for that role, and you could see the adrenaline threw him off. He, you know, he comes in, he gives up a single to Solaire. He hits two batters in a row, Luis Arias and Avisil Garcia. And then he gave up a single to Gene Segura, walks it off. And so the two key points, Dustin, that you look at this weekend, number one are walks, number two bullpen, number three runners in scoring position. And this is going to be the constant theme at all three games we talk about. This day, the first game, Friday night, the uh, Cubs went one for seven with runners in scoring position, seven left on base. Seiya Suzuki in particular had an awful game, 0 for 4, 1K, four left on base, and he grounded into two double plays. Yeah, disappointing. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, this is only game one that we're talking about. We're about to talk to two more. I mean, I guess if there's a positive, I guess, to take from this game is that they tried something different at the back end. I mean, were you – were you okay that they tried something different in the ninth inning? I, I didn't think I, I didn't think that uh, Rucker has closer stuff. No, I, I, Who I would, would you would you would you have liked to have seen? But I mean, I guess my point is, Crowley, are you glad they tried something different? I mean, maybe maybe it's Estrada, your guy, right? Maybe it's some, but it's something different, right? Right? It, it, it wasn't <laughs> it was it wasn't it wasn't the broken record. I mean, Fulmer doesn't have it. Like we all know that, so they had to do something different. This time they tried Rucker. Now they know Rucker doesn't have it, right? So it's the in general. I, I've talked about it before. I'd like to see Alzlai maybe see how he does in that. I know though right now he has a lot of value in that multi inning role. But if you're asking me what I would like to have seen tried, that pro- I think I think Alzlai has the stuff, and I think that he's not going to be as affected in the ninth inning. But this is what it is, right? All right, let's try. It. Let's. Hey, I could get on board with that, Carl. I could get on board with uh, Alzlai le- next. Let's talk about uh, runners in scoring position. That's going to be a, a a bad theme for our Cubs the whole weekend. Yeah, it really it really was. So we get to game two, and you have Caleb Killian versus Edward Cabrera, and the Cubs lost this one seven to six. Key takeaways from this game: Caleb was not ready for prime time. Now, new. Uh, I did talk to Alex Cohen. You guys will hear that in segment two, and he kind of explained a little bit. His routine really got out of whack. He hadn't pitched in 10 days, and it really showed in the first inning. He just wasn't, you know, they, they were all over him. This is how it's going to play out. Single strikeout, single hit by pitch, strikeout, ground rule double, hit by pitch, walk, single, walk, hit by pitch, ground out. And after one inning, the Cubs were down 5 nothing. He settled down after very hard to come back. Very hard to come back from that, Crawley. Very, very hard. Very hard to come down back from 5-0 in the, fir- in the first inning. Right, and, and, and Killian settled down after the first, but that wasn't the start the Cubs were looking for, especially with the amount that they've had to go to the bullpen. And this all kind of starts when you lose a starter like uh, Jamison Tyone. And after the game, uh, David Ross said what we all knew. He's not ready, quote-unquote. 
He's still got learning to do, still needs seasoning. So don't give up. What do you make it? Hold on a minute. Let's not, let's not just brush that off. You, you, you point that you, you delivered that quote for our audience for a reason, Crowley, you point that out. Right. And the reason you don't mean I, I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Read between the lines. What do you think that means? Nothing. What, I, what, I, is I, he I, saying? Is he saying something about the front office? Is he? Did, did they push it down his throat? Did he want to go? Did he want to go a different direction? It doesn't seem like to me that the two sides. We, we are going to have. Uh, we're going to have Carter Hawkins on Mullion Hall on Wednesday this week coming up. It seems like I'm maybe I ran into it, and I've been known to do that. But it doesn't seem like it. See, I I feel like he's not. He was not happy with front office telling him to start Caleb Killian that day. I mean, that's not, I mean, the job, uh, when, when you sit there and you have these things, it's not David Ross who calls up individual guys. It's always going to be the front office. I don't read too much into it other than he just, he's not, re- he's not ready to be a major league starter yet. He's got learning to do and that, and that's it. There's, there's mechanical issues. But weren't there better options? What happened to us? Where was Assad? Why, why couldn't we have had a, a a a bullpen day. Why couldn't we have had two innings, two innings, two innings, two innings, and get us get us somewhere? Why think, did we have to bring up a guy to give up five in the first inning? I think they wanted to see what he could do. No, now we know. Now we not know. Enough. <laughs> not enough. Now we know. Not enough. Not, not ready. ready. And he's already been sent back, right? He's already been shipped out of. Yeah. He's on a one way ticket out of Miami. Didn't get to fly on the nice uh, air rickets back home. He he was shipped out early. So I, I'm I'm sure he's on the air rickets, but. Uh, you know, uh, it, 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 it's they wouldn't send him all the way back, but Southwest you know, Middle Seat. You, you give him the uh, Frank Schwindel treatment. All right. Um, <laughs> so as, as we sit here, you know, as you know, going down five nothing, that's not great. The off offense had six runs on nine hits, Dustin, but they missed numerous opportunities to add more runs. They struck out a whopping sixteen times and left nine men on base. Two for 11 with runners in scoring position. Seiya Suzuki grounded into another double play, but what we have to talk about are the Cubs hitters with the bases loaded in this game because it was maddening. In the top of the third, Marlin starter Edward Cabrera walks the bases loaded. Okay? Walks the bases loaded. No outs. Seiya Suzuki comes up the bat and he gets a battered uh, timer violation. He gets an automatic strike when the guy can't throw strikes. He gave him a strike. You can't do that. And then worked a full count before swinging at ball four. You, it was just, and then Cody Bellinger strikes out on a full count before Trey Mancini grounds out. Bases loaded, no outs, no runs. You can't do that. And you know what I mean? It's not like it was the bottom of the order either. And then no, get, I mean, it's a recipe. It's a recipe for disaster. That's, you know. Then you get into the top of the six. Andrew Nardi replaces Cabrera. Bellinger hits a homer. Then Mancini, Hosmer, and Wisdom all single to load the bases with no outs. N- David Ross calls on Nick Magical to pinch hit for Tucker Barnhart. Miami I don't manager. disagree. I I don't disagree with that. By the way, okay, I'm okay with that. Miami counters calling Huascar Brazan out of the pen, and so that so he's going to go that way. He's going to go with the righty, and then Ross calls on Edwin Rios to pinch hit. A lefty, that's three hitters burned by Ross. Rio strikes out, so you got one out, right? Bases loaded. Nico Horner hits a sack fly, and Eric Hosmer gets caught in between second and third to get doubled up to end the inning. 
So you had the bases loaded one out and you only got one run in that situation. So just to recap for the audience right here, you had bases loaded, no outs, and you got zero runs. You got bases loaded, one out, and you got one run. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So now we get to the top of the eighth. Bellinger and Mancini walk. Nelson Velasquez grounds into a force out. Runners at the corners, one out. Wisdom walks. You got bases loaded, one out. Jan Gomes hits a uh, chopper. Gene Segura throws it to second. Wisdom, um, Wisdom, and he's safe. A run scores. Bases still loaded. Cubs make it nine to five, but then Nico grounds out. A run scores. Cubs are down 7-6, and then with two outs, runners at second and third, Swanson pops out, and the inning ends. So you really don't have- don't that, now stop stop right there. Do not let this go because this Crowley Crowley. This is my biggest takeaway from the entire weekend. That game was on Fox. It's a nationally televised game. I'm shocked that it was, na- it was a nationally televised game. AJ Prasinski's on the call. The Cubs are down 5 nothing. They do a great job. They didn't quit. They could have easily quit. They did not quit. They battle back. You know, Dansby Swanson can't just be here for leadership and defense. That was a moment where you needed Dansby Swanson to show up. That's why you pay hundreds of millions of dollars for people. Okay? You could have, you could have anybody do what Dansby Swanson did in that situation. That wasn't even warning track. That was just a, you know, Hawk Harrelson, right? Can of corn. There was nothing to that. There was nothing to that. And that was very disappointing. Like, I need more. I need more from a supposed leader of this team than to do that on national television. You can just say, oh, it's just one at bat. Everything's just one at bat. That that was, am I, am I, go ahead. Am I overreacting? But I to mean, me, that was a real letdown that he did not produce in that situation. You mentioned a couple things, and the one thing I do want to address is I will give this team and David Ross credit for not giving up. Then again, that doesn't get you any more points or any more, you know, anything in the win column there. And so I think there was a lot of guys. I think this was a whole weekend of guys not delivering. And yes, Dansby Swanson's the, the highest paid one, and he's he's in a cold slump right now. And so I, I had to get that. But to me, there were so many frustrating at-bats. I mean, say Suzuki, you're talking about one of your highest paid, paid players getting an automatic strike called on him. You look at that. You know, you got guys all over the place that had opportunities and nobody, nobody could get the big hit. And, and Dansby Swanson is the guy getting paid the most, so it looks worse. But, again, with two outs, you know, you had other opportunities to score more runs and you didn't do it, and it, it happened nonstop this weekend. Yeah, nonstop. You're you're right. It wasn't just it wasn't just Dansby Swanson, but boy, Sunday just or Saturday. I'm sorry, Carly. Saturday just chapped my ass when he was in that situation, big time moment, and he just did not just did not deliver. Yep. And now we kind of go in with a little bit of a rerun here because in Game Three, Justin Steele versus Brian Hoing, we're thinking to ourselves, this is the matchup. At least it won't get swept. Wrong. Cubs lose three to two. 
some things that I had written down about this game. Steele with another great game. Six innings pitched, seven hits, three runs. Only two of them earned. One walk, three Ks. Um, he had trouble in the third inning. He gave up a leadoff double. Garrett Hampton doubled. Uh, John Birdie singled. Runners at the corners. Then a weird play. Steele strikes out Garrett Cooper, but a pass ball on Jan Gomes allows Hampton to score. Birdie makes it with his speed all the way to third. And then Luis Arias singles to give the Marlins a two to one lead. Solaire was hit by the pitch by a pitch to load the bases with one out, but Gene Segura had grounded into a double play to end the inning. He would allow one other run to score in the fourth, but that was it. So two earned runs once again by uh, Justin Steele. Another great start. Here's something that Jordan Bastian tweeted out. Longest consecutive start streaks with no more than two earned runs allowed in Cubs modern history. I know you love the early uh, ones here. 15 starts with two or less runs allowed by Jack Taylor, Taylor in 1902. 14, Jake Arrieta, that great run from 2015, 2016 that we all remember. And now Justin Steele with an active streak of 13, 2022 to 2023. I don't know anything about Jack Taylor. I'm not going to pretend to. But when you tell me that you're at some pitching staff equal to Jake Arrieta between 2015 and 2016, that's pretty darn impressive. Pretty darn it. Crowley, you said it great there. Pretty darn impressive. No doubt about it. Pretty, pretty darn impressive. Now, three positives for Cubs hitters in this in, in this game here, and, and even within this whole weekend. Cody Bellinger hit a home run in the eighth, another belly bomb. Belly bomb! And this is what Megan Montemurro puts up there. Cody Bellinger's 1.3 F4 leads Cubs hitters and is tied with Paul Goldschmidt and Marcus Simeon for 12th best among MLB hitters. And, and Bellinger's F4 in the last three years with uh, the Dodgers was 1.8, negative 1.14. So he is just doing phenomenal. He's also slugged four home runs off left-handed pitchers in 38 plate appearances this season. In the previous three seasons, he had six homers off left-handed pitchers in 339 plate appearances. I mean, that's just shocking. That's a shocking stat right there. So I don't shocking. know. Shocking Crowley that, that, yeah, you're right. I mean, that is a, that is an absolutely shocking stat. You, you, uh, you put it well, you know, it, it's just, I mean, he literally almost has about the same amount of home runs that he's had in le- against left-handers in one month compared to three years. So this, you're starting to wonder if, if the Bellinger comeback is real. Can and we then- sign him now, Crowley? Can we sign him now? We're not signing them, but uh, <laughs> I will tell you this. I tell, we'll tell it's you too this. early. It's too early. Too early, and there's a guy named PCA that is, is sitting down there right. ready. He's getting fired up here. Well, but, Bellinger's uh, not taking a one-year deal. I, I think that this is the this is the lone one-year deal that uh, Bellinger was taking. Yep. I don't think he's, he's taking be making another one. Big money, and he's going to be somewhere uh, for a few years if this keeps up. The last one is Patrick uh, Wisdom, who hit a home run, and he joins Alfonso Soriano uh, in 2011 right there as the only Cub batters in the modern era since 1901 to launch 10 homers in March slash April. So great to see Patrick Wisdom doing good things. But, you know, back to why the Cubs lost. The story of this entire series, the bullpen. Left on base. Men's and, left, men left on base, Crowley. The yep, bullpen right. and men left on base. I mean, that, yep. that's it. It's very easy. Runners it's not a science project. Position. Yep. <laughs> this mm-hmm. time it was Keegan Thompson. 
You lead off walk. You remember when I said this last episode, one of the that, that these lead off, that these walks by Keegan Thompson were going to come back and bite him in the ass. I literally said it in the last episode. He walks John Birdie. I mean, you can't walk. You hate walking anybody, but a guy that can easily when you walk John Birdie, that you've automatically given up a double because because that's going to be two bases. He's gonna he's going to steal a base, and that's what he did. And or, no, he did not steal a base this time. But Jesus Sanchez singled. And that put runners at the corners, and Luis Arias hit a sack fly. That gave the Marlins a 4-3 to three lead. The Cubs get shut down by Puck in the ninth. One for seven with runners in scoring position. They left eight men on base. There were two games in this series, Dustin, that the Cubs lost because of giving up runs in the eighth or ninth, and they left 24 men on base over the weekend. And when That's you- not good, right? That, that's That's not good. Not good at all. And when you talk about the weekend, <laughs> that's when, not good. Yeah. When you talk about the weekend, we said left on base, and we talked about the bullpen. It shows up. The Marlins are ten and zero in one run games, and the Cubs are two and five. All three games were decided by one run. Can we talk about pitching to the best batter in baseball with the game on the line? Any problem with that? You know, it, it's you ended up you you were in a bad situation. No well, why not load 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 the bases? He's the best hitter in baseball. Load the bases. No, hundred percent get it, and I I, I wouldn't have had. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm just telling you, as right. I was following along, watching the game, as I was following along, watching the game, I was with Pat and Ron at that point. I want to get your opinion on the TV broadcast. I heard, I saw a couple tweets from you. You weren't happy about the TV broadcast today. Um, I was, but I'm like, I was yelling. I was sitting. I was sitting in the back of a dance competition at an old folks' home in North Lake, Illinois, and scream like screaming, walk him. And people are looking at me like, what is this guy talking? I'm like, walk him, walk him. And they're like, what is he talking about? Nobody, I'm looking at like I'm a, I belong in the old folks home. Walk him. I got my earpiece in. I got my phone going. I'm listening to the app. I got 670 to score going on my app and I'm screaming, walk him. And no, they don't walk him. And he basically hit a ball to the wall, right? Yeah. And and drove in and drove in the run. Load the bases. Take, I would not, I would not, if, 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 in hindsight, I would have been, oh, why didn't you walk him? I mean, maybe there's a stat. Maybe, maybe the pitcher has a thing, and he's you know good again. Stop Either, it. He's the, the second, best hitter in baseball right now. Walk him. The second that you allowed that walk, that first walk, the leadoff walk, and you had runners at first and third, then you were in really big trouble, and you would have had the bases loaded. And you know, maybe if you wanted to, I guess I could see where you're coming from, and then play the runners in and try to get birdie at home, which. The trouble with that is you walk the fastest guy on the team. So it is going to be near impossible to gun this guy down at home. And so you are just in a bad, bad situation. Nothing you could really do there. Soler would have been up next. He was 0 for 3, and he left two men on base. You had Gene Segura 0 for 4. So, yeah, it definitely could have been a move. I I just kind of – I'm not. I'm going to tell you honestly, Dustin, the second he walked – that first batter, the second that he walked birdie, I almost just punched out. I'm like, this is it. It's over. How, you know, just how stupid can you be to walk this guy? Like I said, automatic, this guy's just absolutely one of the fastest guys and you screwed this up again. And that's where I was. So yeah. And hindsight looks like it could have been a good move to try to walk him and try to do something. But even then, yeah, let someone else beat you. I agree with you on that. 